Hey everyone, welcome back to the Long Lost Heroes podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Frank, here with my buddy AJ. How are you doing? I'm doing super well, Frank. How are you? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful Saturday. Very excited to get out there in the world. But before we do that, <laughs> we have a brand new episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier to discuss. Dropped yesterday on Disney Plus, episode five, Truth. Um, yeah, this show uh, is just continuing to roll. Uh, one more after this week, and then we have a long break, uh, long-ish month, and not a week. Yes, <laughs> before Loki. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this episode. I think uh, what my expectations were for it and what it was were maybe two different things, but it also didn't mean that that was bad because I think we kind of got both. Um, and so I, I just, I don't know how we could talk about this show without talking about spoilers. So, um, I liked yeah. it. You probably liked it. Yep. Go watch it. Yep. Okay. Pick up pretty much right where we left off. Yes. Um, we see, uh, John Walker kind of running away from the incident of murdering the, one of the flash flag smashers in, in, uh, in public, um, and for the whole world to see while the whole world was watching last the, week's episode. Yes. <laughs> that bloody shield and everything. And, uh, Sam and Bucky go to, to, to bring him in. Basically. I, I guess I maybe was expecting, uh, John to kind of just get captured, but like, no, there's a huge fight sequence at the, at the top of this episode. And I feel like it really delivered. Yes, Absolutely. Um, the fighting in this episode, in this whole season has been very good. And this sequence felt very civil war to me. Yes. Uh, and was really, you know, action packed. Of course, it was a little dark for my opinion. I think it could have been a little bit brighter in there, but okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just a great, very fun, you know, uh, exciting to see John, you know, John Walker, you know, fully become the villain for, Bucky and Sam to work together. So awesome. It was, it was a good sequence. Yeah. And like, you really see how much the, the shield, as much as it is a used for defense, how much of a weapon it can be and how, how threatening it can be. And that's why like these guys, knowing that John himself is a weapon now with the super soldier serum, like they need to get that shield away from him because yeah. he just <laughs> murdered somebody with it. Like, uh, and, uh, but I guess what was unclear to me, and I guess it doesn't really matter, like, as the fight goes on, we see Falcon's wings get broken, and then uh, they work together to break his arm uh, and um, take the shield back. So do they just, like, arrest him right there? Like, what? Because, like, Bucky yeah, walks Yeah, they bring away. him in. <laughs> they bring him in. They, that's, you know, they have the they have the guy there, the, uh, the military guy. Torres, is, is yeah. On, he's on the base with them, so... They're able to, you know, use the resources that they have to bring this guy in. And yeah. that was, I thought, a really cool, you know, we're going to stop this guy. We're going to capture him. We're going to get the shield back. And it definitely was, you know, so much emotion and, um, you know, also seeing uh, Sam lose his wings, you know, that Oof. the wings get ripped off uh, was, you know, shit, you know, it, and well this this new serum you know obviously has some other effects you know it does and um i think 
the the one thing I was gonna say was like it's interesting to watch like this Captain America fall so far, like because like could you imagine you know like we never really saw Steve like in like like we saw him go rogue, but like we were always on his side, and like this was his like right. mission or whatever, and so even in Civil War when when they're fighting, like you don't want Steve to lose. And so, like, here, it's like, yeah, <laughs> if, if that, someone ever, like, really did mind games to Steve Rogers, like, man, he is a threat. So, um, obviously, that's kind of the, the way they're going with, with John Walker. Um, I agree, lose, uh, Sam losing his wings is really sad, but it, it, it sets up this whole character arc throughout this episode of him coming to terms with accepting the shield. And so you see him like leave the the wings for Torres, which in the comic books Torres has become Falcon, which is kind of a a cool little thing. That's cool. Um, and then yeah, we see him take the shield. Like he he's like keep the the wings. I I'm done with those. <laughs> I gotta I gotta figure this out. This is this is a a, a moral quandary at the very least. Um, Do you think that so Sam this whole episode he's kind of struggling with you know, becoming, you know, taking Cap's shield, taking on Captain America's shield. Yes. Do you think that he's struggling with, like, the urge and want to be Captain America? Or do you think that he's, like, he's kind of struggling with the idea, like, whoa, like, I have to now be the leader of the Avengers and all that that it means to be Captain America. Like, it's almost like two different things, right? Like, John Walker's, like, I want to be Captain America. Like it doesn't really matter to him, <laughs> you know, what Steve did or what he sacrificed or, you know, what happened to Steve, you know, like it's very different, mm-hmm. but like, where do you kind of land on that? Okay. So the thing is, while I know that Kevin Feige is telling us that the Avengers will be back at some point, I don't think that there is an active roster right now. It's not like there's a whole bunch of them running around doing a whole bunch of things. I feel like, Endgame really, like, everyone parted ways. Like, if they needed to come together for something, they'd call the the, the the guys that are around, right? And they'd make it work. But I don't think they're all hanging out. And so as much as uh, Falcon is an Avenger, I don't know if he's necessarily thinking, like, oh, I'm going to be leading the Avengers if I do this. I think it's purely about Captain America. Okay. Um being Captain America, you know, because of Steve's legacy and um, and him wanting to take the, on the shield, but also as we learn, which we kind of guessed a long time ago, of the, the weight of taking up this mantle of being a black man uh, in in America and what that means, like, you know, everything with, with Isaiah Bradley. And so, like, yeah, they, they handled it really well because you wondered – earlier on, like what were, were Sam's reasons for not taking it? And I, I think it's complicated. I don't think it's one thing. I think he, right. Yeah. Maybe part of him, uh, wants to just do it for Steve, but then like, there's this other part of him that's like, well, what, what would it mean for me as, as a symbol here? Like, yeah, Steve is a blonde haired, blue eyed guy. And then they put in another blonde haired, blue eyed guy. Like <laughs> that's not me. Um, I, you know, I, I guess we could just talk about the Isaiah Bradley stuff now because like, yeah, it's fitting, you know, so we're going to skip ahead a little bit in the episode. We'll come back to certain other plot points. We have notes, fuckers. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, so 
the Isaiah Bradley, we go back to, you know, Baltimore, Maryland, where we catch up with, you know, one of the, you know, after Steve Rogers had gone, like a new test on these, you know, African-American people um, in the military and kind of what they had done to, you know, this poor guy. Right. And they not only was it uh, they were, were given the serum, they were given the serum unwillingly. Right. So so it's like a bunch of guys that think they're just getting like a vaccine or something like that. And which is very, very, <laughs> very topical right now. But, um, uh, you know, then they get these these powers or these abilities and some of them don't make it because they have. I mean, as we know, throughout the history of the MCU, the serum is complicated and it doesn't work for everybody. And so some of these guys start to die. But ultimately, and this was heartbreaking to me, like a bunch of them get captured mm-hmm. um, and the the brass of the military are are talking about just bombing the POW camp and destroying the evidence, which like then Isaiah like talks about basically his Captain America moment, right? Like, yeah, this is what happens in the first Avenger. He goes, he rescues Bucky, the Howling Commandos, yada, yada. And he does this. He rescues all of his his brothers in arms. And he what does he get for it? Nothing. He gets branded. He gets tested on. He gets thrown in jail. He gets erased from history. He doesn't find out about his wife or girlfriend. A little unclear. Um that she passes away because he never got any of her letters. They truly just, uh, they told mm-hmm. her that he was dead and, you know, he b- brings up so many great points and I, I really um, applaud the writers here of just like the way they handled this because it, he's absolutely right. This is totally within the, uh, it, it tracks with the way American history has gone and the, this, this would totally happen and probably has happened. Um, you know, not necessarily a super soldier, but like, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like just, no, I get you. It's, it was a really touching scene and, and you see kind of Sam trying to just grapple with the information and, and trying to, you know, figure out how to feel, you know, a, you know, after this, I don't, do you think Sam was bringing him the shield to give it to him? That's a, uh, no, right. He was bringing it for him to like, look at, right. Yeah. I, I think it was kind of like, I don't think so. At first I thought he might've been, but like really, or, or maybe, maybe he was, maybe part of him was like, we want to bring you back out into the, the forefront. You're, you're this like, um, you, you basically are a captain America, but like, I, I don't know. Maybe that was just a, a fleeting idea, but as much as that was what he came for, it's not what Isaiah wanted. He wants to stay hidden because he feels that if he goes out into the public, he's, He's going to be killed. Um, and yeah, I, I, I guess basically they have this really interesting conversation because, you know, what what America means to Isaiah and what it means to, to Sam are, are two very different things. And, you know, Isaiah wouldn't carry that shield with honor and pride because of everything that they did to him. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he says like any self-respecting black man who would carry that shield is or no self-respecting black man would carry that shield basically, which like, you know, for Sam is probably like shit. Like, you know, 
I, I know that I know this is a, a really hard thing, but like, I also feel this compelled to do it. And I had such a close relationship with Steve and Steve believed in me to right. do this, but like, what will the public yeah, I think we're going to see that next week, man. I think that's going to be, you know, a, a big part of it because, you know, they bring, you know, Bucky and Falcon, they both come they both come back, but they before they can come back, they have to take care of some fucking funky business. And somebody had a really good meme online where it was like instead of Falcon and Winter Soldier, it was like uh <laughs> what was it? Um institutional racism and uh, the way we treat our veterans Mm. and that like Baron Zemo, if you can kind of take a walk with me here mentally is, is kind of represents how Americans think or like the general world public thinks of like American soldiers, right? Like they're programmed to kill and they, you know, they only do one thing and they are given, you know, diplomatic immunity, no matter how bad they are. But, you know, we tell them they're horrible people and that they shouldn't have done what they done. And, you know, make them, you know, we, we treat them badly. And that I think that this is a very good representation of what this show, you know, was really about. And that it's cool to see that on Disney plus, they are really taking these big, big leaps to make, you know, really profound statements in these shows. Like it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's never really been done before in their material. Right. And, and even with John Walker, they're doing that, right? Like that right. whole argument he has, I mean, he's a little unhinged, but there, there are elements here that he brings up great points. Like he did everything that they wanted and he was, uh, you know, trained to be this, this guy. But I mean, we know he made a, a stupid decision, a stupid ass decision. Um, and, uh, you know, taking this the serum and, and murdering the guy in, in front of everyone. That's not a very Captain American thing to do. Um Right. But yeah, no, really, really big swings. Um I was gonna say one other thing about Sam taking up the shield, like because here we have this argument that the senator's like, you have to bring back the shield. Like we all know that he doesn't have it. But like yeah, it's who doesn't have it. Uh John. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and so... <laughs> that, that was fun. <laughs> Bring back the shield whenever you have it. He's like, I don't even have it. <laughs> I don't uh, have it. I don't have it. But, like, it, because if if Sam, in the, in the next episode, dresses up as Captain America and is like, I'm Cap now. Well, no, I think they're going to give him his cool U.S. agent costume. He's going to just, they're going to transmorgify it. Like, they're going to winter soldier it. Sam? No, uh, John. They're gonna jo- they're gonna winter soldierize John Walker's uh, Captain America costume. Absolutely, but I, I guess what I was saying was with Sam. Like Sam would be unsanctioned as Captain America. Oh, um. Well, I think we're gonna see the Wakandan wings, which are gonna be really sweet, mm. which we haven't even talked about. <laughs> but like, uh, and spoiler alert. But like, at at a certain point. You know, Bucky comes back with a big kick-ass box from Wakanda, which we can only imagine is from Shuri, mm-hmm. and she's made probably some really kick-ass <laughs> wings for him. I can only imagine. Well, you know, at first I was like, "What could this be?" I, I, I'm wondering if it's like kind of it's that, but maybe it's a version of the Captain America suit that's kind of like vibranium lace, like Black yeah. Panther's suit, because Sam doesn't have the serum, and if he's running around 
with the shield and stuff, he needs some is protection. It con- is it conceivable? This is a really big swing, and I don't mean Whoa. to cause him these kinds of things. Is okay. it conceivable we're going to see maybe some pre-recorded T'Challa we ha- we don't know about? May, uh, like, wow. Or Shuri. Like, who are, who do they have something crazy? I mean, it wouldn't be surprising to me if, like, he opened up this case and it's, like, a talking head, like the little Wakanda talking heads from the movies, and it's, like, Shuri saying, here's your tech and here's what you got to do. I mean, that would be really cool. Um, I think that's what we're going to – I think we're going to get something like that. And I think that they can get, you know, they can do uh, – <laughs> maybe maybe they have something we don't know about. I right. think next week is going to be fun. Yeah. Especially if they have such a big break. Like, they're going to definitely tease or show something fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, you were kind of already hinting at it. I mean, the post credit scene in this week, uh, we see John building his own shield, which is not going to be made of vibranium, buddy. But uh, <laughs> Right. And I don't know how well it's going to protect you, but I guess he really feels like he needs it. Um, he, he certainly does. Uh, he certainly does. Yeah. Okay. So let's rewind a bit. Mm. Um, we were talking about him returning to the States, or both of them returning to the States. So he goes to his family. Uh, he sees Sarah and there's this whole, you know, back and forth, everything about the boat. And like, yeah. So they call in a bunch of favors and you get the montage of people coming out and, and helping them and, and start to fix it up because ultimately they want to sell it. Right. And then they decide they're not going to sell it. <laughs> then they decide they're not going to sell it. That is correct, sir. You are but, right. But like, I think the, this is like, uh, it takes up a lot of time and this is where we get a lot of those like in-depth conversations and it's really cool to see Bucky there and they have kind of a, their, their bond is, is growing. It's not so much like, uh, like they're not antagonists to each other as much anymore. They're, they're really becoming partners. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's funny to see, you know, this guy that's super strong, just be like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll twist that a little tighter. or I'll pick this up. I'll do that. <laughs> like, right. Good, c- he, good stuff. It, well, it's awesome. Cause like it shows he's like handy, you know, maybe this can be his new profession. You know, he can go out and, he could be a plumber in Brooklyn. Yeah. I also really love the the nod back to like player Bucky from 1945. Yes, totally. <laughs> He's like, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like t- total uh yes, exactly. That was a He's a, he's fun. I thought the only the only scene that he wasn't great in was the uh the line delivery in the fight sequence. He he said a line where I was like, "Oh, come on, man!" <laughs> but then when he's acting against Baron Zemo and he has to look all menacing, he's right back. Yeah, you know. So I, I don't know. I think he's a little uneven. I like him, but like he had, <laughs> he's got some shaky moments. Well, and the thing is, like, I, and I think this—I was saying this to Megan last night. I believe this is Sam's show, and. Right. Okay. And, and and similar to like how WandaVision was Wanda's show. It's like, yeah, yes. the, the second person is there and they're important. And like they have an arc. Like we clearly see Bucky growing throughout this show. But right. Sam is at the center. Yep. And and maybe that's at, at uh the detriment to Bucky's character sometimes in, in some of these sequences, but um it's okay. I don't know. People love Bucky. <laughs> People <laughs> he's do good. love Bucky. He's been around a lot. 
Um, so, I mean, you were, you just talked about it, the, the, the Zemo moment. This was yes. weird to me. Why? Because and maybe, and I guess the thing that, I mean, I love the moment. I love the, the scene. It was fantastic. But I just like Zemo escapes only to go to Sokovia mm-hmm. to expect Bucky to capture him or kill him. Yeah, so that's I guess kinda he just... his, that's kind of his MO though. Yeah. You know, like it's just like he's always running out someplace and you know but at the same time, when we see Zemo go away with the Wakandans, like they're gonna bring him back. Like he's not done yet. You know what I mean? Well, like and then that's the thing, right? We know that Marvel doesn't wanna waste like this gem they have. They... Right. He's a great he's a great actor and he's a great character. So but, I think he's gonna break out. He'll, I'm sure he will. So maybe that's part of his plan. That it's like, okay, I can get to the raft and then I'll go on him. Because like he he wants to get the Wakandans off his back, I guess. Because he he basically knew at this point if they were that close to capturing him before. The other thing though is like, was he ready to die again? Because like in Civil War, he was ready to die, and T'Challa stops him, and then we get a very similar sequence with the you know the dropping of the bullets or whatever when when uh bucky saves him for the wakandans and it's like <laughs> is this a uh fate worse than death kind of situation um right but yeah i don't know because you can see it in his eyes and i think that's pretty powerful um so uh, i don't know I, I, it's kind of that's why i was said i was kind of confused by it i didn't really understand but but he'll be out there for another day and another time. Probably not next week, though. Probably not next week. Probably not next week. Um, I don't know, man. Um, there's part there's the boat stuff for me. Kind of is where this show really kind of ground to halt. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, we talked about Julia Louis Dreyfus, right? Nope. We no. So <laughs> yeah. Big. Let's big talk about. TV royalty. Yeah, TV royalty. One of my favorite actresses of all time, comedic actresses, one of the best ever, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, joins the MCU. Um, I assume it was similar to how Catherine Hahn came on, which is her kids heard that this was happening, and they're like, you got to go do this right now. Yeah. And uh, here she is, and she's great. She's super funny and likable, and she's got purple hair, and I'm very excited to see where she does, where she shows up next. Yeah, um, I I did not get spoiled, which I was very happy about. Um, yeah, this is this was well kept. Yes, I uh, I I knew there was a big cameo. They said, and so it's like, but like my mind goes all places. Like who could it be? Um, so that's fine. Uh, so she's playing the character Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, which is a mouthful. <laughs> um, and the things I'm seeing are you know in the comics that that character has been Madame Hydra in the past. So that may be the way they're going because what would a Captain America show without Hydra be? <laughs> it just wouldn't be anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, she's delicious. I think uh, it's really great to see her here. She fits, she fits the mold really well. Like this is, she's the only one in my opinion, if, if we're going to go back to an idea, the only one of the like sign. Well, I guess I could see Jason Alexander in it. She's like her and Jason Alexander. I could see in the MCU. Mm. I could not imagine Michael Richards or Jerry Seinfeld no. in the MCU. No. <laughs> Maybe Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight would be a good one. 
you know, or Jono or Jono Hurley, he would be fun. Or Baby. Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton would be. He, they should make Patrick Warburton. He is. He is. Where is he? He's he was on Shield. Oh well, fucking a. They should make Patrick Warburton like her assistant. Rick Stoner. <laughs> was he funny in that? He's funny. He's okay. Good. good. Um, yeah. So Patrick he, Warburton is awesome. He should be getting more work. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's very cool. I'm very excited to see where she shows up next. Um, you know, where I think, um, you know, we after that sequence, we go to Isaiah Bradley. We already talked about that. Then, you know, they call in these favors. They fix up the boat. There's this cute scene. Um you know, but we see at the end of this, you know, after they've kind of fixed up the boat and they've decided also not to sell it, which is, you know, okay. Um, totally. T- didn't never expected them to sell the boat. No, no, of course not. <laughs> it's like, we're keeping this motherfucker. Then there's uh, a, a good conversation, though, that like she doesn't see Sam as running away from things, which is kind that, of. Which is very good. Yes. Yeah. That's sort of the reverse conversation they had at, at the top of the show. Right. And so, like, I, I guess, like, through these weeks, I was sort of like, whoa, when are we going to get back to the, the, you know, the family plot lines? And it's like, okay, we're back to it now. And I think that's fine. I think uh, to stretch it out and to have her involved. But, like, again, maybe seeing more about their characters earlier would have meant more when she, they were threatened, you know? Like, mm-hmm. um, I, I really like the the sequence of, of, of Bucky waking up on the couch and seeing the, the boys playing with the shield. Because <laughs> he's like that yeah. like weird uncle that he's like, I'm not going to stop you, but like you guys probably shouldn't be playing with that. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. And, um. and you know, they don't even they don't even talk to him, which is also funny. You know, they should they would have been cool to have a little winter soldier trying to interact with <laughs> little kids. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, we haven't talked about um one Sharon Carter and our long your long held belief that she is indeed the power broker I'm pretty sure this is fully confirmed now yeah i mean we see her calling batrock <laughs> like in french <laughs> like, yeah like and then we see batrock show up with the flag smasher it's like it doesn't right. take that much to to put those lines together <laughs> nope so, not even a little bit I guess like what the questions are is like, well, how did she become the power broker and why is she the power broker? I would hope we would find that out next week um, and have some sort of interaction with, with her and, and Sam and Bucky because to see that fall from grace sort of moment. Um, Cause if they're holding it back for something else, it's like, well, what are we waiting for? Uh, uh, because obviously we know she was on the run and then the blip. So I guess we're supposed to believe she never was snapped away. And so she rose to power, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's you know, maybe she killed the original power broker. Is that what you said? Yeah. So Andrew, our friend, how are you doing, buddy? If you're listening, um, <laughs> his, his theory now is that maybe either the original power broker uh, was snapped away. Okay. And she took his place. Um, and when he came back, maybe she killed him or something. It, yeah, we don't know. That's certainly a possibility. Um, uh, we'll, we'll see, I guess. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's clear though, regardless of how she got there, she's willingly doing this now. 
<laughs> she's not like under anyone's thumb. I, I really do think she's kind of the one controlling things. Um, how much, and, and I think in a way controlling what, what the flag smashers are doing, right? Because they technically owed her the sea arms, right? Yes. So now they're working together. I, I don't, I'm, I think I said this before we started recording. I'm very fuzzy on what their plot is. <laughs> I know that they, they were in New York city with uh, the, the GRC vote or whatever it has to do with like moving refugees and stuff like that. Um, I, I don't know what they're really planning to do. Uh, I don't know if that's even a thing yet either. Like, I think they just cause destruction and they're like terrorists, you know, it's yeah. like a, it's fun for them to just like totally fuck with people. And it, you know, it kind of seems like their app has gotten a really good following and, you know, they have good reach. So <laughs> I think that they're going to do fine. Sure. Um, I, I think it'll be interesting also to see, you know, if we do get to see, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier just fighting these refugees and kind of furthering the discussion that was had by the council saying like, well, the optics, like we don't want to go and just be blowing these people away like they're refugees. We, we don't know what to do with them yet. Right. And they're like, no, well, we have to do that. So I think it'll be interesting if, you know, for the first time in a little bit or kind of what was hinted at maybe in WandaVision was that maybe instead of the faceless robots and, you know, uh, aliens where we usually fight, we're going to see something a little bit different this time. You right. Know, sympathetic or, people that are, you know, we don't know what's going on with them. Yeah, absolutely. And then we've got kind of the wild card in John Walker, like how he plays into this all. Like, is it kind of three uh, sides meeting in the middle? Like, because it seems like, John probably wants to fight Sam and Bucky, maybe try to get the shield back or something. I don't think he's necessarily going to try to team up with Carly at this point because his, he probably still sees her as a villain too. Um, so it's all going to come to a head next week. Yeah, it's, it all has to. <laughs> it's going to end. Um, I, you, you have one more point here, which I think is a fun... Um, Place to go out on. Place to go out on. This is like always where we go into speculation territory. So we're in New York City again. Yep. A lot of shit goes down in New York City. Just on the regular, yeah. Yeah, just all the time. And a lot of people that we know live there. Yes, indeed they do. So we were saying maybe we we probably are going to get Don Cheadle back because if he's in the show at the top, for him to come back here is probably expected, especially if there's a big fight, get War Machine in there and blow some shit up. Agreed. Who else do you think could possibly show up? I think we're going to get either Strange or Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're going to get a marquee character. Um, if not, then I think we probably will get somebody like Nick Fury. Yeah. I think like That's where I'm putting my money. I, I think if we didn't see Doctor Strange show up in WandaVision, um I feel like it might be unlikely here. Cause like he's dealing with more like extra dimensional threats than necessarily like these street level heroes or villains. Maybe. But if it's like down the block, maybe it's Wong. <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> um Spider-Man and you know, we were talking about this before offline. I think it would make a lot of sense, but I just think there's probably some limitations in terms of the Sony deal. Like, I don't know what it means if it's on TV versus on, um, 
on a movie, but he uh, he's contracted for a certain number of appearances and stuff like that. And could it be too complicated to get him in here? What do you think? I don't know. I think they would be in an interesting legal gray area where like he's not in the movie and Disney fully owns the rights of the character of Spider-Man and they don't have to, you know, I, I may use this as a real joke. I, I, you know, maybe it's just easier to have, you know, fully CG characters show up like this. Mm-hmm. And then you have Spider-Man come in and you don't even have to fucking get Tom Holland to come into a studio. You just show up someplace with an iPhone. You say, hey, record this line real quick. Act surprised. And he records it and boom. You know, and then he doesn't have any spoilers. He doesn't give anything away. <laughs> they keep everything nice and safe. And uh, yeah, I think that there's going to be something fun coming or some more connectivity showing what's going on, you know, either related to Secret Invasion or related to other New York City characters. Yeah. Um, and, that, I, and that'll be cool. That'll be cool. I mean, I, I think if there was more synergy with uh, the old Marvel TV universe, uh, this would be prime place for some of the defenders like Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones to show up. But I just don't know if they're there yet. Um, the Punisher would be a good one, too. Punisher but, would be very cool. Um, so uh, I don't want to get my expectations too high, but that would be this could be an area to bring them back in. But um, I think there's more more complexity to that, even though we know that the the rights have reverted back to Marvel at this point instead of Netflix. But uh, yeah, no, you're right to hedge your bets, man. You're, you're right. right. (laughs) Um, So, so we'll see. I mean, I think it'll be exciting. Um, What'll be interesting though, like we know WandaVision where that led to and what's next. Like we know she's going to be in uh, Dr. Strange too. What we don't know here is what's next for these characters. No. Nope. Uh, and so um, I, I wouldn't doubt that we'll have probably two post credit scenes again. Um, mm. And uh, hopefully it'll tease up what's next. And I'm excited what that'll be. Maybe they'll be, maybe they'll announce like a Captain America show or movie or something starring Sam or, or we just wait for Avengers movie and he'll be there. But, yeah, I think they're going to be teeing up what's coming next. You know, I'm I'm excited to be here. I think this was a great show so far. Mm-hmm. Um, they've definitely teed up our expectations very high. And uh, we hope you will watch with us, too. Anything else, Frank? Uh, yeah, I guess the only other thing is, like, maybe it connects to Black Widow in some way. I know it's, like, mm. backwards, mm. out of timeline order, but maybe they, they kind of will tie some of those seeds together. And I like it. I like that plan. Yeah, and then, then we get a post-credit scene in Black Widow, and everything makes sense again. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Yeah. Um, all right, folks. So thank you for tuning in for another brand new Long Lost Heroes episode. We just wrapped up Winter Soldier and Falcon, Falcon and Winter Soldier episode five, The Truth. Hope you're listening on and enjoying. Please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us to get uh, more fans, more outreach. Uh, You can find us on uh, all the major streaming apps for Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, Subscribe on all of them, please. You can um, send us an email, info at longlostheroes.net. Check out our website, www.longlostheroes.net. And you can check us out on the socials at LLH Podcast. I'm AJ. And I'm Frank. Have a kick-ass week. Next episode is 150. 
How did we do that? I don't know. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for what's next. Uh, we can't wait to have you guys back. So thank you, everyone, and have a great week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.